welcome to another episode of the Civ Show podcast, where we suck so you don't have to. I'm your host, Moisos. Raising Zozo. Michael. And White Nerdy. Well, uh, you know, Moy, I've been doing a lot of practice this week, and uh, I just got to say one thing that I need everybody to know. Those guys are gonna hand it to me! <laughs> is that good? Was that, was that fantastic was that opening good, bit? Loved it. Yeah, opening that was bit. a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys are gonna hand, gonna hand it to me. As long as you know exactly to... how the Civ show is gonna go in that direction, you'll you'll have a good day. You'll have a good uh, day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know. I thought since so many people will have seen me for the first time, maybe if I like did this, people would just think this is how I look all the time. You know. Where did you get those glasses, though? That, that's like, oh, you don't you don't have north. a store nearby in Romania that sells glasses with no lenses and bushy eyebrows? That's no. I don't know. No. I mean, that's I didn't even realize like, there was no lenses. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! It's a magic trick. There's to, there, there's actually lenses. There's totally actually lenses, people. <laughs> and um, I see you got your uh, barbarian T-shirt on. It looks like hey, uh, you got to you got to obey the laws. And <laughs> he's it's, he's it's, getting ready. He's getting ready for important. those the barbarian swarms that are going to be the very beginning oh, of the Sim show. Man. So, oh my god! Tell us about those barbarian swarms. <laughs> well, <laughs> barbarian and your clans. training. How, how did it you work? Know, the, the, there's good news and there's bad news about the barbarian clans. Okay, the good news is that you know technically they do turn into city states eventually. The uh, bad news is they don't do anything else and they're always angry. Um, so you can't bribe them. You can't buy the units. They still get special units, by the way. They still get those nice special units. Um, and you can't, uh, you, 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 you can't ask them to attack somebody or not attack you. And they just spawn like crazy. So we're essentially playing a civilization with raging barbarians on. And if you remember that game mode from, I think it was Civ five and every civ beforehand every civ had that raging barbarians it's pretty nutty and uh you, the, the funny thing is too i have discovered that you know their scout will go out and come back and you'll find these huge armies out in the middle of nowhere like and i mean like like five or six like musket men mixed with cannons <laughs> and like they they seem really good at swarming your units and attacking. So I think it's basically the this mix of like all the worst parts of of the barbarians when the the <laughs> when the spectator mod is on. I think it I think it it gives them it, it hacks their AI and it lets them know. I think they can see they can see the map. They know what's going on. They attack at the worst possible moments. They just know. And and they'll like swarm because they're smart. That's the only way you can beat humans. That you have to you have to stock up. And I think that the the the, the mod also lets them talk to each other now, because sometimes you'll have like this barbarian camp and this barbarian camp attack at the same time, and then boats start coming. Like I swear that's how it is sometimes. Like sometimes it's just insane. So, anyways, yeah. Other than that, 
uh, the barbarians work great. It's going to be fun. I think the barbarians just know that, you know, all of Zozo's cities must be raised. Yeah. Except yeah, the capital. Yeah. They're just going to encircle the capital. You don't call it raising Zozo for nothing. <laughs> Maybe that's how he's, uh, raising Zozo will uh, survive until the end over there. Protected by barbs. I well, I I am hoping. I do have a, a strategy, okay, and it's inspired by a great man. Where I, I basically I'm gonna hide under a bunch of coats and then hope everything <laughs> just blows over. And in this case, the coats I'm hiding under, uh, they're they're the swarms of barbarians that uh, are everywhere. So, so, so what I, what I'm imagining now for for the civ uh, for the civ give is that between there's gonna be this this huge conflict between you know TGM and uh, Peppermint Butler and of course Potato McWhiskey and everyone's gonna be fighting for you know like trying to negotiate different borders and land um, a little bit of conflict here and there here and there Zoe is gonna be out in the middle of the island trying to conquer Barbarian Island <laughs> that's his yeah, entire yeah. game <laughs> yeah it'll be something like that or like you know. Um, the barbarians, I don't know. They don't, they usually don't, they usually raise your cities, but like, I bet y'all have one where like they don't raise it. And then I'm like spending the whole game just fighting, trying to take it back. It'll be something like that. (laughs) There's been a, there's been a few streams I've watched lately from, uh, I think specifically like Peppermint Butler, uh, cause he doesn't like to invest in early military where, uh, he'll go settle something coastally. Um, and of course the coastal cities oh, are the ones struggle. The, the coastal yeah. cities are the ones that are the hardest to keep away from the barbarians because those galleys and those quadrimes just swing on in out of nowhere. I mean, Dido like, now, so I feel like he's gonna have some boats, right? That early yeah, boat, the Kothan, yeah. I think it's called. Uh, the Kothan is the harbor. Uh, the Byrim. Uh, it's, yeah. it's the, oh, by, it's the Byrim the is, is the unique the unit. Byrim. I've Byrim been watching. Yeah. He, he, to be fair to him, he has been, of course, building those immediately for Eriscore to try to get his golden age. Um, but also, he's been building two of them to boost shipbuild or uh, um, boost harbors and stuff like shipbuilding, that. Shipbuilding, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. It boosts shipbuilding. Yeah, but he's been doing. He's been. He's been. He's been trying out a bunch of different things, you know. Um, but he does have those strong boats. That it's it's going to help him out a lot for I think, sure. I think I want to keep these. They, they help me see better. <laughs> so let's keep talking about strategies here. I want to hear. I know white nerdy. You've been going into a lot of different streams. So I'm curious to hear, as a uh, as an outside bystander, um, what those strategies are. Those uh, Zoe and Onspot, you can either leave or you can shut your ears. No, I've been, uh, I've been I've been watching. We've all been open. I've been everyone's watching. Everyone's been open about their strategies. So let's let's talk about uh, some other ones. So what are, what are some other ones that you've seen, White and Nerdy? Well, um, basically, uh, Van Bradley's entire strategy is to get men in arms as fast as possible. So all the barbarians have men in arms. <laughs> I have seen that. I think that's a bold move, and I like that strategy that a lot. It's not his exact strategy, but it is definitely a byproduct of his strategy to to go uh, because as Gaul, um, you you of course you want to get to ironworking. You want to you want to you want to get um, as soon as you get your your openums right? down, it unlocks apprenticeship, which means you get your workshop, but it also means you get your man at arms. Um, so you can go immediately from your unique spearman to man-at-arms. The problem is that it's going to make all the barbarians also have man-at-arms. And it's been really, really funny watching Van Bradley, especially today, because at the beginning of the day, he was watching TGM's stream, and TGM was just having a nightmare with with barbarians and just not having a fun time. Uh, He then released an apology video on Twitter saying, you know, I, I, like, in... 
before we even get to this, you know, I want to apologize for the amount of barbarians that are going to be released on everyone. Uh, he also like threw in the fact that I also apologize. I'm going to win this and that. Um, then later on history, uh, he was he was talking about hey, you just got to embrace the barbarians, you know, just like you know you got to be be one with the barbarians. You know, if they're going to raise cities, just you just got to roll with the punches, be part of it. And immediately as he did that, he he moved a, a naked settler right in front of a barbarian hut. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no! <laughs> and then he just slouched. He, just, he slouched down and he was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's just the Don't roller coaster. Don't be a Bradley. <laughs> Don't send a naked settler out there. Don't be a Bradley. <laughs> oh, man. Onspot, what are your thoughts on sending naked settlers out as a professional <laughs> CPL That's- caster? That's a hard one. So, 100%, (laughs) you don't want to do that. But I've seen in quite a few games, players, even pro players, taking that chance, trying to get an advantage from, you know, getting those cities behind what they think it is the front line. And more often than not, you're going to find a scout, an enemy scout, just finding its way towards that settler. It's unbelievable how many times I've seen settlers <laughs> getting snatched out of the forest. You know, there's somebody, peekaboo, and he just stoops in and takes it. It's just, um, yeah, awesome to see. But at the same time, you know, from the perspective of the player, it's so punishing. You're thinking to yourself, oh my god, that was like so much. My first seven turns invested into that settler and it just poof <laughs> you know like i'm not gonna get that back like ever that's what happened to foibles in the civ give 2020 when his oh, settler no. died to a volcano mm. if you remember that mm-hmm. volcano mm-hmm. Oh. i do remember that I it was his second settler yeah he died to a volcano and he was like i'm already out guys He's like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well it sounded like there's there's a little bit of a an agreement between a majority of the players that they're not gonna to be too griefy with the uh, the 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 scout sniping of a naked settler unless of course that settler is moving like too close to their borders so like all right if you're sending a naked settler towards my borders I'm gonna be like okay but if it's just like I'm just scouting through you know and I happen to see a naked settler like right next to your own borders like right next to your capital I probably won't be a, a total total uh griefer <laughs> well <Deal>. the, <laughs> the thing with that is it does have consequences right especially in a free for all like you're probably going to guarantee a war between those two players right because of that move so i don't know it, it feels like uh, players who might think twice about doing that <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, I, I also want to point out uh, the last map we played or I should say on the first iteration of the Civ Give uh, show we did have a lot of those one tile jokes that were protecting us uh, and there were like pathways that we could um, uh, use the trade or uh, get through, uh, units through but not a lot of open land to fight and uh, actually that uh, allowed us to trade a lot of the game and um, have a um, quote-unquote peaceful until the late stage uh, when those nukes started to fall everywhere how many nukes are you guys predicting oh go ahead sorry no no oh wow with i don't okay tell me you don't agree with that (laughs) it's It's not not even that it's not even that i because i have many thoughts on it but i'm gonna give my thoughts of more current 
events. Um, so I have not been able to, uh, and I should be, I want to be streaming um, even on my 24 follower channel. Because, uh, you know, yeah, everything's on the Civ show. Um, but that's fine. The The Raising Zozo channel will be up and running on Sunday. Um, I have been watching, though. I And I wish I was streaming. I just, I got to get school done. And then, but I'm going to, I'm going to try maybe stream tomorrow and then maybe Saturday. But to the point, I have been watching others uh, and engaging, you know, so usually people are aware that I'm lurking, gathering intel, as it were, and, uh, <laughs> you know, do, doing all that. And I still cannot fathom uh, Peppermint Butler's insane science output. <laughs> no, it, nobody it, can. It is... <laughs> It is like game genie hacking. I don't know, but it's just crazy how high his science gets and that the nukes, you know, I, I totally expect nukes. Well, I have maybe, you know, muskets. Maybe I, I just got maybe I just got line infantry and nukes will be falling. The only hope that I have this game is I have to it's I have to use the coat strategy, which is keeping a low profile. Okay, so I'm gonna keep a low coat profile. Layers upon I'm keep layers a low profile. Because I have as, <laughs> as camps everywhere. I can yeah, even see it right now. Mind everywhere, you know. I know, I know. As coupe, you have pretty much two fundamental strategies. You can be coupe the act of violence, okay, or you can be coupe the navigator of peace. Those are my two kind of choices, and I am going to avoid Coupe, the act of violence. I've seen it. I've had many practice games where I'm like, all right, I started right beside someone. Let's see who does better, right? And even against AI, Coupe's base abilities are pretty fantastic. I don't need to work any terrain to have nice production. My, uh, my warriors, I get them really fast, and they're tough. So I see it. I could totally see it. But Coupe, Navigator of Peace, I could see being very helpful in the game. <laughs> I right, don't know about Coupe being a Navigator of Peace on that. Have you well, ever seen I can, uh, I can meet everybody. I can get out there and I can meet everybody. <laughs> I, I can tell you what I want, I want to see. Is I want to you see want to see the act, the act of violence, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I want to see some uh, those delicious Coupe preserves is what I want to see. The high production. Just find a nice, nice little quaint little island, you know, that you know has a nice little six, six tile ring. Place a preserve right down in the middle of it, and then you have some, some beautiful, I, breathtaking tiles. I have learned, I have learned a great deal playing coupe this week when I have had the time, which is unfortunately like I've actually probably played more than I should, and. Definitely, definitely uh, one worry I do have is it seems that if I do start near a landmass that's large enough that has lots of trees and stuff like that, it, it generally means that I'm also right beside somebody and the little islands don't have lots of trees. So ultimately, I don't want to start on a little island because I've learned how pretty incredible the civ can be without districts and to the point where like i've pretty much i'll build like i'll build a, a harbor i will build a uh my my theater square 
And if I can build a, a, a preserve, I will. Often, though, I haven't been uh, just because I've had terrible territory. I've had just time after time. It's too small. There's nowhere to build it. And uh, I've been amazed, though, at how when I can build a preserve, whoo, <laughs> those, are, those are some fun. I've had a couple games where I've gotten to start near Natural Wonders, and that can get pretty nuts. Like, I, are we playing with Petiti, I think? We are playing. We are playing, we are playing with yeah. that one day. You know, so if I can get Petiti, if there's some trees and some preserves, it can be pretty nuts. I, yeah. I don't know, but it's such an unknown. So it's, it's, such, um, it's such a terrain dependent uh, district for sure. But what's really good about it is the additional food and the housing you get. If so, yes. if you end up putting it down early, you'll end up growing into your, your next district slot anyway. Yes. Rather quickly. Well, but the, and if the thing you is, have ultimately, tiles. Is exactly. the appealing if. tiles, right? Because like if if I am playing the strategy of I want lots of trees. OK, I'm doing it for the trees. If I play the Lorax strategy. It's not enough that it's just trees and and and, and um, swamps or whatever and, and rainforest. I need to have that they are appealing because I'm learning about domestic tourism and people staying and wanting to swing in those trees. And I'm learning about how attracting like once you get flight, you know, it can be pretty cool. But I've had many games where unfortunately I'm only getting the 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 theater square flight um tourism and i'm not getting anything because the appeal is just so horrible you know even with the culture appeal can be garbage so it's really so far it's been so entirely hit or miss to the point that i haven't had a consistent game yet uh, it's so it's so random where i start if uh if i if i start near tundra usually that means i'm in uh kind of big trouble because tundra is not considered like you know, it's just considered like planes. If Tundra was a special thing, that'd be great. If my Maori, if my if my theater squares did something special for Tundra, okay, maybe. But uh, not so much. I have had a couple games where I've been really lucky and able to pull off the uh, Tamanaki, and with with the mix that with my crazy um with my uh, my theater squares yeah that that can be really and then also if you can get a successful but the problem with those is they're often floodplains are often ugly right jungle sure. or, or, or rainforest is awesome, Marshes, often ugly yeah. you know they're often yeah. ugly so it's very rare where it is actually a uh, high appeal as well so it's been a, a great learning experience, but like I only play to like turn 80. I look at where I'm at and then I compare it to all of my opponents when they're at turn 80. And I'm like, all right, what am I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I've had a couple games where I was I got lucky and I was able to expand very rapidly. I know. It's so isn't it easy to take serious me more serious when I'm in these bushy classes? Um, <laughs> yes. And um, and tight. my and my big debate is still between what secret society almost every game 80 percent of the game i take void singers uh, i would love to successfully somehow pull off owls but i've just been really unlucky with city states like if i have room it seems that there's no city states and when i don't have a lot of room there are city states but i get void singers and i don't know so i, I, I think void singers is the safer bet but Sorry, go ahead. 
What kind of uh, Golden Age bonuses are you aiming for? Um, so it generally depends on where I am at, but I try to get to using the free inquiry as quickly as I can when I have, because I have had some games where I've gotten like plus five harbors, you know, plus four har like multiple plus four harbors, multiple plus five harbors. So basically, um, it's a race to celestial navigation for you. So, so you get those. I, yeah, I usually, yeah. I, yeah, usually I, I race to that. That so, um, but yeah, it, it depends on. But it's usually be back and forth between either monumentality or it just depends on how I feel my city situation is. If I can build more cities, like I like having lots of cities, but I find very easily I can get stuck. And then I don't keep expanding. I've had many games where I should have, where I should have like pushed beyond the veil as it were, and then sent guys elsewhere. Uh, I've never found in all of my practice games, I've only once found the Bermuda Triangle. I tried to get as many of those uh, as I could. So like clearly there's a lot of things to consider with the Maori because even though they're kind of a simple sieve, like literally, you can get by with this sieve building nothing but harbors and theater squares and the occasional preserve and you'll be fine. And it's weird. You're so tempted when you see this big city that's got tons of districts you can build and like, oh, I want to chop down this. Uh, but then also there's things you can't chop. Oh, wheat. No, you can't chop wheat. You can't. You, you, you want to get rid of those cows? Resources. No, sorry. So, yeah, it's 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 the you know, I'm realizing that when I found a city, I do need to make sure that there's at least three or four blank squares. And then it's having the discipline to not chop. And I think I've gotten pretty good. I'll only chop if it's one of the wonders I absolutely adore with with this sieve. So I absolutely oh, I almost don't want to say because it. it's like, well, then people are going to add yeah, a spike. Don't say it. Don't, maybe don't, don't say it. Wonders in general, just like, you know, how how much how different it's going to be, because we're all instead of playing with the AI, you get used to oh, only man. having certain wonders available. Some wonders are like you can always build them like Petra, while other wonders like Machu Picchu are like, that's no, like nonsense. You, that's it's not available. Um, how do you guys feel the the toss up of wonders is going to go? Oof. Um, uh, that's going to be a weird one. Yeah, you you open on spot. I had I had a nice rant there. So I do believe quite a few wonders do impact the game from the beginning, especially for example, Apadana, base game Apadana or uh, um, Oracle will give you so many advantages throughout the ages. I'm not so sure about it, Menanki, if you need to couple it with uh, the production, the extra production that you get from Lady of the Reeds and Marshes. Because like, if you want those amazing tiles, you need to actually have uh, a lot of marshes and to use them like with that uh, production. Uh, uh, so I'm not so sure that everybody, anybody will actually rush it because it's like, what, three, four, five science? That's like a campus. You might as well invest into a settler and get a good campus out of it uh, or uh, with a library and so on. Uh, the other ones, though, Apadana, two slots later, Oracle, those uh, extra two points of uh, great people for each of those districts, that that is juicy. Like rushing something like that and then couple it with uh, great writers, great artist points, a turn and so on, that is going to be something. Um, 
On the other side, what do we have? Temple of Artemis, amenities, out of deers, out of camps, out of uh, plantations and so on. That's a good one. Uh, But it doesn't give you food. That is uh, quite something. Uh, Because you do need your cities to grow, right? Uh, That's... uh, Gives you a lot of housing, yeah. It doesn't give you food, does it? Yeah, exactly. I thought it did. Four food. Gives you four food. It doesn't give you in the base game. (laughs) What is If we're saying it gives you food and you're not, then it would be in the base game. Hey, let's see it. Is it in the... Oh, the that would it, be I'm awesome. looking it up right now. Four food, three housing, oh, okay. and amenities yeah. so from uh, all your some... camps, pastures, and plantations. Okay, okay. I uh, stand corrected then. Whoever, I, uh... whoever builds... Yeah, I'm, I'm, it probably is different in, um, in BBG. Uh, but no, no, it's builds... actually that one. Oh, oh it's the same? It looks like it's the same. I thought that there was oh, a difference fantastic. over there. I don't know why I was remembering it. Yeah, but uh, whoever gets Temple of Artemis is going to have a one juicy capital. That is going to be something. And it's probably going to be something like Canada, which is in the game. Not in the game. Not no, in the I, game. I regret, I regret a little bit. Not being Canada. <laughs> we petitioned so hard for you to get married. Don't I know. Tell me I know. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. The I only reason, the only reason I do, okay, and this and it's funny because it's part of it is because I chose the Maori. I'm sure this is why I'm I'm finding this so often because as you guys know, if you choose the Maori, it's a ten player map. It counts it as a nine player map, and it skews everything, right? So I've found that there is so much tundra. So much tundra in this map uh, on each pull, tons of tundra. If anyone was Russia or Canada, they would have had so much territory where, you know, especially if they got lucky enough to start up where it was warmer, nobody's going to go there. Nobody's going to go there. It's all desolate. So from that perspective, I'm like, oh, man, you know, if I if I was Canada, I would have had a pretty big empire you know so far that's what i've seen and it's all like lots of rivers so it's good canada territory that said you know i love that i'm coupe like it's such a fascinating wacky sieve it's so different and um, there's so many risks i've had so many games where pretty much i'm i'm i lose the game if by turn five i haven't settled (laughs) that's so far been my experience you gotta you gotta just suck it up and and hope for the best but you know if i if i get i just want turtle and some trees that's it turtle and some trees. i get a, a turtle and something else and some trees i'm content um but so far yeah it's it's been it's been strange it just yeah it would have been interesting being canada in hindsight i'm glad i'm not fine i'm coupe i'm gonna coop it up okay coupe latte it's gonna be nuts and uh, let's just hope i don't start i hope please people let's not see coupe the act of violence vote for a map that i don't have to murder someone okay i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to murder anybody i i just want to get along uh, can I let's I want to start a little bit of a bet here. Uh, who, who do you think will get the first wonder and what wonder will it be? Do, that's, do, a do, do, do. that's a real good one. Yeah, uh, let me let one, me right? ponder. And just while we're pondering, I want to Dasher Dasher. I, I thought about that. Uh, I just don't know if uh, I don't want to like, you know, I could pull off Laurier 
dressing up like Laurier. Um, I could have pulled off Sweden. I don't know if I don't <laughs> dressing like an indigenous Maorian is uh, <laughs> something. I don't know. I could wear a Hawaiian shirt maybe, and that, even then. <laughs> so I probably then, am yeah, not. No. I'm not going to cosplay. I'm not going to like put a tattoo on on my face or something like that. Uh, I'm going to be nice and respectful. Um, but uh, we can call SG over to to represent <laughs> the the Maori people. How about that? There, there He's you Maori. are. Is he yeah. is he Maori? That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah that, that's his first language. Oh yeah? yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I think I, I think I recall that uh, conversation. Um, so yeah. Oh uh, and yeah. I'm gonna settle uh, first thirty five. And then uh, just while the camera is on me, uh, wonder first wonder built will obviously be Oracle. That's my guess. Okay, who's building it? Good, good answer. Who's building it? Uh, it will be Oracle and it will be, um, it's going to be someone odd that you'd be like, what? I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that Van Bradley will be, will be building Oracle. Yeah. That's not odd. Why do you think that's odd? Van Bradley. Bradley. Well, if if Van Bradley gets Oracle, he is going to have zero competition when it comes to (laughs) any of the great engineers, period. Like all of his openums that he's going to rush in every single city. That's why I think, I think that it is, I think he's going to chop so much. And he's going to, like, destroy his that territory. True. That is true. And as as Gaul, he, he does, he has a, um, he has a duty to chop literally everything because he want to make it into a mine anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so opposite. BB's I actually, hope I'm not beside him. <laughs> he's, he, it's a, yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good bet for VB, for an early wonder, because he is, he's basically forced to chop everything, unlike Coupe. <laughs> he's saying he's going to build uh, nothing but preserves. I think that's... Oracle is not a preserve. Yes, Van Bradley's in chat saying he's going to do uh, preserve only goal. <laughs> Beautiful. I think it's going to be a race with Tamar, actually. Thinking about Oracle, oh, yeah? Tamar, Tamar, Tamar might be the one. Yeah, okay. I think he's going to try to get it away from everybody else. We're going to okay. see who's going to have the most Oracle chops. As well. First wonder built, Oracle? Uh, I'm not so sure Oracle. I think uh, actually it's going to be something like a Temple of Artemis. Mm. So tomorrow and Temple of Artemis, that's your, that's your, that's your guess? Yes, because uh, th- uh, thinking about it, I, of course, uh, I've seen it multiple times. Temple of Artemis does give you such an increase in tempo, uh, especially if you do manage to get it and you do get it early. So uh, you can start building it before the first era quite easily. While Oracle is a little bit later in the game. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to pick... I'm debating between Temple of Artemis as well, but by Foibles. Foibles? Wait, what is... Or Great Bath by Tamar. Ooh... Oh, that's a good Wait, one. Well, well, why the great path? Like, do you think he it's so it's such an early a, dam? It's an early it's dam, a, man. No, you don't want it's, it's, it's an early dam. All over it's a lot land. of faith. Like, Tamar, Tamar is gonna want as much faith as possible. So, uh, Tamar is gonna get 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 faith. You're gonna get some good holy sites. Um, if you get faith from the great path as well, that's that's just a bonus. Um, but then, like stacking faith on faith on faith. 
Um, Sarge even said that he might consider preserves for the faith income, but of course he's going to be uh, definitely taking taking some some void singers for that early uh, old god obelisk and just trying to get as much faith and then converting that into a whole bunch of science and culture and All gold. Right. White and nerdy. A wonder and person. Remember, no one's picked Peppermint Butler yet. Oh, <laughs> really yeah. Speaking of which, he just, just raided us. We got no raid alarm. See, I'm going to Peppermint Butler and everyone. Ooh, it's, uh, so it's, it's interesting because I feel like everyone is so committed to getting, defining their borders and going for settlers early. Um, as opposed to going for the early wonder, which can be such a gamble in a game like this. Um, that being said, so yeah, maybe it's a later wonder. Like maybe pyramids is the first wonder built. Maybe Petra's the first wonder built. Pyramid, you never know, right? Like pyramids actually could be very, very, very well could be. Um, though it's 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 in a difficult spot because it's in masonry, and a lot of people don't go for masonry very early. But I do going going back to the the train of thought I was on. I do think Temple of Artemis will actually be that early one because of the food income that you get. Uh, it it helps you get your population back as you're as you're spamming out your settlers. So I feel like people will go for Temple of Artemis if there's an opening. The other thing about Temple of Artemis is that you can only be built if you have a camp. So some people right off the bat will not be able to build it, unlike a wonder like Oracle, which is just hills. So if you see the opportunity to build Temple of Artemis, I feel like someone will be more inclined to go for it as opposed to one of the other early wonders, like Intimananki or Oracle. Like now that we're we're speaking to it, I I could see too even with Japan going Oracle because they're all about districts, right? They get half price yep. districts, and so he might have uh, he might want to get them great those great folk. Up I'm and actually running. really really curious if anybody's going to take advantage of this you know some, uh, sometimes when you see somebody you scout out his land and you see he's building a wonder i mean you know he's not going to build any time units right <laughs> he's spending that production on something that's else that's right that's right <laughs> so who's going to take advantage of that little bit of a weakness of a few turns uh, one of the other strategies other than the hide under the coat strategy of the um of the, the navigator of peace is also yes. the the Titans in One the playground, Titans in the playground strategy, which is what? essentially <laughs> hoping that the Titans in the playground start throwing rocks at each other, <laughs> and the rest of us can just sort of eke out a living, you know, scurrying from place to the, place. Stir the pot a bit, maybe. And then, like, hey, I'll give you a hundred, a hundred gold if you go to war with Onspot right now. You declare just you know, just declare war on Onspot right now. I'll give you a hundred gold. You know that yeah, doesn't man. sound it like that doesn't sound like something the Nexus of Peace would do. But, no, uh, but somebody may have the may have the gall to do something like that. And um, we'll see though. You know we'll see. Not not the Nexus of Peace. I've already I've already got working against me how much fun it is to trounce Zoe. Okay. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta keep a low, I gotta keep a low profile. All right, hope that maybe one, uh, one or one or two of those titans looks kindly on me and be like, oh, look wait, at, wait, 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 so, this so, mouse. Uh, so did you, um, did you by any chance see the results of Van Bradley's AIPL yes. res uh, results I for I saw, the Civ Give? I saw the Throne of Lies that that particular poll 
or test was the computer doesn't Sword know. Sort of lies. That was three okay. different games. The man. computer doesn't know games. how to coupe place, it up. Tenth okay. place, ninth place, all coupe. I've all never, coupe. I've never seen a game where coupe is really doing that well. All right, that's been my experience so far. I don't think the AI handles starting in the middle of the ocean super well. Okay, Coupe takes that's, a master's opinion, is what you're saying. Well, <laughs> you, you definitely need a a master navigator at the at the uh, at the helm. All right, that definitely helps. All right, if Moana has taught us anything, okay, away away over the sun we go. <laughs> I kind of tend to agree with this. Uh, I do believe Coupe is one of the strongest and most flexible um, civilizations in the game, but it's right up there with Japan, Germany, and others. So I wouldn't uh, count BB uh, out of the game <laughs> just yet. Uh, thinking about Coupe, can you imagine getting that extra production and just being able to settle everywhere from the beginning while everybody else just waits on their shores that's uh, something that uh, we'll need to see if uh, japan will be able to withstand uh, what do you think will happen if we get to spawn next to japan do you think uh oh god it's gonna be I, some, uh, <laughs> I i believe i wholeheartedly I believe tgm is gonna um, go tgm he has made it clear friends he has made it clear that my choosing of coupe was an act of violence okay <laughs> and and that and that i have no doubt that if i start he will teach me he will teach me a lesson about why it was not a wise move to settle so close and now and the thing is too i don't actually know like unless i see your border when i come on land i don't know i am really hoping that if i do that it's not war because it's either, you know, really coupe, like if it's an early war, if unless I play like really, really badly, I there's not a lot of civs that are going to withstand those The the Tawa warriors are yeah, yeah. so power. And not like impressive. they almost I get the feeling when I attack with them, I get the feeling of a hot knife cutting through butter. <laughs> um and and if i get early war i will be forced especially if i'm on the defensive i will be forced to take uh mosca i think his name is and Masha. Mas Mashka, and uh, who i almost never take but i will be i would be forced to play a defensive game you will not like how unfair that will feel uh because it's how i worry with him like oh. i've had games that they unless you completely annihilate my guy he heals to full heals to full heals to full um you know just getting one of the the little ramparts going is uh it, like yeah it's a good feeling cutting through like i i i can take on i've taken on um not not line infantry the uh the newer guy what? though not Muscular? not 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 Muscular. the newer guy though um man in arms man in arms there. Men at arms. There are men at. I can take on men at arms with these guys. They give a minus five to your strength, you know, right off the bat. And then they have, if they're on their little platform, their heat. They heal no matter what. You know, if I attack, I heal. So and it's a defensive square. So they're they're formidable. Uh, so I really hope that I don't start beside anybody. I think if I do, it would be ideal if somehow we could have. We're going to be brothers. 
like brothers or brother sister <laughs> like yeah. you can trade on the seas that's a lot of gold if you do manage to get those trade routes going i that's the game i'm hoping for is i want to be the navigator of peace i want to meet lots of people i want lots of trade it's why i'm super it's the big debate between void singers or the owls i've just found like it's very rare that i pull off the owls but man those trade routes are sweet especially if i get the uh, the the camp your trade know? routes can't be pillaged um, no. <laughs> yeah, no, the trade routes can't be pillaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's um, like what Renaissance. From third, yeah, yeah, era? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A long way away. Oh man, you you're amazing. It's crazy how quickly. Like this is the other thing too is just me being in the game kind of sucks. The first era is gonna be really fast. Oh yeah, right. Stupid coupe. Yeah, ah. yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it's like be- between gull and coupe in the game, it's silly in a way. Because we're we're both going to like make things harder for everybody else just by <laughs> just by existing because he's gonna get he's gonna get those man at arms that technology really fast and I'm gonna force the era to go up really fast so it's like those two in particular not a good combination to have in a game that you have to play oh, yeah. <laughs> which, is, uh, which is really the, interesting like, oh uh, just because. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people have been playing their games uh, just the very first era, just to try to make sure that they can like they're just practicing getting a golden age on the very first age, just because that's a, that's a good practice. A yeah. classic golden age really helps with tempo and setting up everything else for the rest of the game. So especially like Tamar, who who gets extra bonuses every time she gets a golden age, she also gets the normal age bonus. Um, yeah. So I saw Sarge has been running just literally he just sets a clock. Two hours. How many? How many golden ages can can I get? And just speed runs them, like over and over and over again, trying to get them. He doesn't always get them. That's uh, awesome. Sometimes they're really That's challenging. Um, and I know PB's been doing this, you know, something similar where he's just playing the very beginning of the game. Sometimes he plays a little bit further. Um, of course, a lot of a lot of you know whether it was Van Bradley or TGM, a lot of people are playing the early game just to make sure that they start off on the right foot of the game. That's like the classic, if you run 100 meters, you sprint 50 meters to practice, right? You just, just the acceleration is really all you need. Once you're accelerating at full speed, you're golden. That's, that's, that's pretty much the same thing, I guess, applying here. Instead of practicing the whole game, just practice the first era. If you get a golden laser <laughs> first era, you're great. You're already looking way better than everybody else. <laughs> Something I have noted about Coupe is he's actually really good at sustaining golden ages. Um, and it's a combination of like the first two eras easy, right? Like right off the bat, he's starting at like four or five or something like that right off the bat because of being in water and like he finds continents really fast. Um, and then his, between his, um, you know, building a theater square, I believe gets you one. Um, it's very easy to get a, a three plus harbor, like really easy with coupe. Um, add to that, the tower warrior is going to give you four. The um, the building, the, the, the Mora is going to give you four. Um, I'm going to get four from making my patati or whatever that thing's called the uh, my my little fortress. So uh, and it, it, I I find that I get golden age very easily for the ancient era, and then and that's just from being me. 
that's just from being me and maybe building uh, a district or two, not even doing any um, theater squares or tower or anything like that. And then for the Renaissance, it's like a guarantee because it's back to back to back. Sometimes I've even had that I can save um, one or two of those like for just after because uh, I usually find that I by the mid classical, I'm ready to uh, build those theaters and, and buy the or get those. The more to mention, so, you, you also have a total advantage when it comes to the world's first circumnavigation. It's actually a lot harder than you'd think on <laughs> seven seas on that seven seasons because you have to essentially hope that there's a couple bottlenecks that you're able to 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 navigate. Uh, and I've tried. It's it's actually harder than it than it sounds. True, but you can still cut across the ocean while someone else might run into a peninsula and then have to turn back and go around. It's it's a matter of, you know, where does the coast lead? How big is my opening ocean? I hope mm. that it's pretty big. But honestly, until I've totally like circumnavigated and discovered how big that sea is, it's risky business on if I am my warriors move four. OK, they move four. They are faster than scouts and they're unimpeded by by water. But when they're on land, they're clunky and slow. Uh, so I avoid land as as long as I can with them. So, I, you know, I, yeah, I can get lucky and maybe I land over here and maybe it's only three or four hexes to the next big ocean square. But that's not a guarantee. So I have found most of my games. I do end up getting kind of locked a little bit in the opening ocean that I start in because it's harder than you think sometimes. Because mm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going the right way. If the water's not with me, I'm not going over that that very quickly, right? So I don't know. I may build a couple scouts just for the um, land level up, but initially, no. I'm just warriors traveling around, saying hello, visiting different I wonder, places. Um, I wonder how the Bermuda Triangle is going to mix that up with the whole circumnavigation. Because if someone finds that, and then they can pop over to just random parts of the map, how that's going to I'm just interested in just seeing it's, that in general. <laughs> I've, okay, so I've had, I have had a couple games where I've been able to utilize it. It, it is it, for any sieve, for any sieve that ends up having the Bermuda Triangle, it can be a very interesting advantage. I'm not going to say it's like a critical advantage. It's an interesting advantage. It's a lot of science. Um, really you can, yes. I very rarely have found on a large seven C map that that happens. Um, usually it's like in the middle of nowhere and you're lucky if there's a couple squares. Uh, that said, that's not, I think it's real value. It's value is the strategicness of being able to send people all over the world. You know, even, uh, for coupe, if I can find it, I'm more interested in using it to populate everywhere. So if I'm everywhere, it's uh, harder for someone to totally wipe me out. Um, but then from a warfare kind of point if i do send forces through and they coincidentally because so far how it's been is it'll go into a body of water if you send another unit i think that turn there's a better chance it'll go into that same body just in a different area um it could just be random and, and i've every time just happened to have that if i go in the same turn they are nearby each other so really invading 
is like a toss of the coin. But if I can attack you and you have no way to retaliate, like that's annoying. So as raiders, you know, that can be a lot of fun if I'm going through it. But the but the truth of the matter is everybody has that. I just have it first because I can enter I can enter ocean and you have to to use the Bermuda Triangle you have to be able to enter ocean. So, you know, from that perspective, it's fun from warfare, but I actually like it from the I can settle randomly all over the map um, and sending a warrior and a settler through seeing where it ends up and then being like, all right, I've got like I had one game where I coincidentally landed. I was this is on the other side of the world and I landed near Petiti and that city became amazing. Right. Like so amazing so quickly. <laughs> You went, um, you went from, a, from the Bermuda Triangle straight to Paititi. <laughs> yeah, it was so, it was like, this game was like, oh, I wish this was the Civ give. That's not going to happen. That is well, not going to happen. We still have to see if uh, Bermuda Triangle is even going to be Yeah, in map, yeah, exactly. Uh, some of the maps have it and some of the maps don't. So it's going to be surprise day of for most people. Um, yeah. But that vote, that, that vote's still going. How, when does that vote close, Moy? Basically up until the day of the event. Yeah. So if you find a link somewhere, it's somewhere in someone's Discord or someone's Twitter for sure. You'll find it eventually. Uh, it'll be also in the show notes of this the, for the maps. Uh, yeah, vote for your maps. I've labeled everything on the maps. It's pretty easy to look at. You don't have to like watch the, the watch the stream to know what the maps are. Just just click on the link. Um, I took a screenshot of the full screen of the map and I've labeled everything on the map. So you know where all the wonders are, you know where all the city states are, you know which city states are in there, you know where all the spawn locations are for the streamers as well. So go and vote for your map. I want to do something before we wrap up. I basically want to do what you would do in Vegas and bet on very specific things. So since Zoe and Onspot are participants, you two are going to answer first. And me and White and Nerdy are actually going to make this bet and we're going to have Nystagmus hop on this as well on the day of. So. I want to see what your analysis is raising Zozo and Onspot. Who is going to get the first religion? And then follow up, what's the first religious belief to be taken? Who? Onspot, you first. Okay. Me first. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, I would say uh, it's probably going to be Tamar. Uh, I'm not so what's sure. The belief? Uh, what's the belief? I think he's going to go choral music. Choral music and Tamar. Zo. First religion, first belief. First religion and first belief. I'm just thinking of everybody that is in this game. Pedro McWhiskey with Rome, Sarge with Tamar, uh, TGM with Japan, Half Holy Spain, Foibles with Spain, Gaul, I, Gaul, Van I think. I am going to I think it's going to be TGM and he will take feed the world. That's my That's guess. Good guess. Okay. TGM feed the world. That's okay, so now white nerdy, now me and you cuz this this is where it matters. We're actually I'm going to tally all this and we're going to see how many we get right at the end all of right. the stream, okay? All right. So first religion, I'll go first. I think it's going to be Tamar. I think it's going to be Sarge. I think he's going to take feed the world. Mm, all right. Well, I uh, I also think it's going to be... I, I don't think Sarge is going to be the first one to get a holy site. I think Japan is going to be the first one to get a holy site because that, that's those not, are... That's not the... I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm elaborating. I'm elaborating, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I, I think Japan will get the first holy site, but tomorrow will get the first religion. 
and tomorrow go choral music. Okay, so you're saying tomorrow choral music. So you're, you are agreeing with OnSpot, the resident expert. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, mean, I like how that looks. Know, <laughs> since I'm in the game, I might have a skewed vision on this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. If you get a first religion OnSpot, good for you. Uh, who is going to settle their first second city? In the game, let's start with on uh, not on spot. Sorry, start start with raising Zozo this time. Who's gonna f- be the first person to settle settle their second city? If this is a tough one, um, just because I often find that Coupe is super fast at settling a second city, but it's dependent on like ter- by turn three or four that he has settled a city. Because take the risk, take the bet. Yeah, I'm gonna say coupe, coupe, coupe. Yeah, me. All right. I'm gonna bet well, on not myself. Your down, but coupe. All right, on spot. Who do you think? I'm actually gonna go and say uh, it's either Rome or Phoenicia. So I don't know. It's fifty-fifty. Good guess. Oh, wait, nerdy, you're first this time. Oh, the thing about Phoenicia is they don't get that bonus to wait. Wait, does does Phoenicia get a? A base bonus to settlers, or is that only when they build a no. Cothon? When, only when on the Cothon. Right. So it's yeah. it's it could be a complete toss-up. I think it's gonna be Also remind uh if maybe if religious settlements gets taken very early. Oh true. Oh, are we including this? Yeah, yeah. first person yeah. to settle a second city. First person yeah. to settle a second city. All right. Yeah. Um <laughs> oh, that's much harder now. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna say Bose, Australia is gonna be the first one to settle second city. All right, good answer, good answer. I'm gonna pick Peppermint Butler because he's gonna spam some settlers. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he might actually he might not get it first, but he he'll have the most. But that I can if I get it wrong, I get it wrong. That's totally fine. Uh, for first wonder, uh, I don't I don't want to go through this again. What who did you say? What did you say it was? I don't even. You said it was White Nerdy, Temple of Artemis, and... I didn't actually pick who it was going to be, but I now looking at it, I think it's going to be Rome that builds Temple of Artemis. Just so they can mm, have a strong Rome. capital, a strong capital of Rome where all the all the roads lead to, and then just goes settler crazy. Which I especially... Great Bath. I'm regretting now, but oh well. Sorry, continue. Oh, I was just um, saying, probably, especially because Rome probably has time to uh work on a wonder um because they do have those those strong legions so if they ever need to like push through someone's border um they can do so this is just a yes or no answer are we are we gonna see a raised city during the civ give of course we are Mm. yes Sure. Remember the Lake of Oblivion. <laughs> I, I, I am willing to bet we'll see a barbarians raise a city <laughs> during the Civ game. Okay. Let's do you want to? Hey, that'll be a separate bet. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Barb's raise. Okay, so I'm saying that there will be a raised city as well. You're saying there's going to be a raised city. Are, are you saying that Barb's are going to raise a city? So, yes? Yes. I'm gonna go with no. I'll go. I'll, I'll go opposite with you. I'll just do it for the sake of doing it. Right. Okay. Uh, let's do two more. Nukes. How many? <laughs> not necessarily are there going to be. How many 
Are there going to be? You can go over. It's not Bob, uh, it's not Bob Barker Price is right. You can go over. It's totally fine. Just closest person to get to the number. Let's start with on spot. I would say at least four. Four. Raising Zozo. Twelve. 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 Yeah. White. Uh, uh, should I go first? Go for uh, it. I'll go first. So, I mean, okay, Peppermint probably gave me six in one turn last year, so... I'm going to go more than four. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm going to go with 15. 15? 15 nukes. Okay. 15. 15 nukes. How, how many total were launched last year? Because Everyone got at least one, I think. Not everyone. No, Van Bradley got one. I think Foibles got one, and I got six. VB got two. That's what sparked the whole... Uh... VB got two. That's it. That's right. <laughs> So I got, yeah, I got 15. All right, all right. Well, um, this year is uh, everything's uh, 10 times, right? <laughs> 10 times yeah, the goal okay. last year. 16. 10, no. 16. <laughs> 16 no, uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say we're going to see 12 nukes. 12 nukes. Okay. And finally, who is going to win the Civ Give 2021? Rizzo, oh, man. start with you. You're not asking start. this about settler snatches? Start with me. Who is going but to what? win? I'm not You're asking what? Settler snatches? Like how many settlers will be snatched uh, during the safe give? I mean, come uh, on. No, I'm not going to ask that. Sorry, dude. Uh, I got to limit this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, you know what, Distagmus? I was actually going to say the kids, Moy. The kids. But now you said it, so it's a second hand. Um, but I believe he was asking for a specific player. Who is going to win? And like, I, I think really the question should have been, will we see a victory screen and who will it be that brings it? Um, but last year it was a sure, surrender, I'll, right? 7A, victory screen, yeah. victory condition. Yeah, Because uh, sure. yeah, last year it was, we just surrendered. Like basically PB ran away with the game and nobody listened to anybody that would have voiced, if anyone did voice. I don't remember. Did anyone voice? Anyone say? I don't know. Did anyone listen? Anyone did anyone listen? listen? That's the more important oh, thing. Yeah, no I think Moy listened. listened and Moy took the brunt of it. No one I listened. don't remember that. anybody saying anybody. Yeah. No, <laughs> of course. I, well, like, I said, no. I'm, I, I remember. I said, I, you are evil and people need to stand up against <laughs> you and I will not renew my friendship with you. And he's like, okay. And they nuked me and six, then times. He nuked one six turn. times. One turn. Um... <laughs> This is a tough one, though. This because th we have some we have some really big players, and we also have players that have been like practicing so much to to try and uh, make this happen. Um, I'm going to say we may be arch rivals, and perhaps Peter wasn't chosen. But I'm gonna, I'm going to throw my 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 vote behind uh, TGM. And he's going to win TGM TGM and I, he will achieve with Japan. He will achieve. He'll surprise everybody and achieve a space victory. That's my guess. Space, space victory. victory. Japan. With Japan. Okay. Yeah. Space victory Onslaught. with Japan. What's your well, analysis? I do believe there's some history there between TGM and uh, Potato. So definitely I think TGM wants uh, some revenge. We're going to need to see if he's going to get it this game. Um, Tamar will definitely want to try to give us for some uh, religious... Um, uh, religious, wow. Uh, for some uh, tourism um, 
expansion so mm, I'm not sure if it's gonna try to go for some culture victory there um, <laughs> this is a tough one who's gonna win who's gonna win I'm still gonna you know I, I'm gonna do it let's let's say 100 games 100 days Let's do that. Let's say Tomar right is going to just yeah. sit in a corner somewhere. It's just going to, you know, try to get the wonders, try to get those golden ages, and nobody's going to bother him. Last any time, time I played with Tamar, it's been like triple my stats every time I played against Sarge <laughs> with Tamar. He knows what he's doing, man. He knows what he's doing. Okay, so me and you, White Nerdy, the ones I'm writing down. Do you want to go first or am I going first? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Just because I see my my okay, friend uh, Nicholas Merlino in the chat right now, and he uh, he loves Rome. Let's do it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say potato whiskey. You might win with with potato Rome. Potato McWhiskey. <laughs> okay. What what victory condition? Uh, whew, does he go? Mm, I'll say I'll, I'll say he he ends up with science, but he's definitely gonna nuke a little bit on the way. But let's just say science. Science. No one said Peppermint Butler. I find that very fascinating. Well, okay. he's not getting Germany this time. Yeah, that's true, but he's getting Dido. Okay, well, okay. I'll listen, I'll, 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 I'll play that game, too. I'll play that game. I'm not going to okay. pay Peppermint Butler. <laughs> he's got a huge target on his back, and I think people are going to come after him. So I know Peppermint Butler just raided us, and like you're all like Peppermint Butler stands, and I get that, but like guess what? <laughs> I must think Peppermint Butler's going to win. So <laughs> I'm going to pick... Um. Oh man! Oh man! Okay, let me go through the list. I don't remember who's playing what. Do you guys have that on hand? By any yeah. Chance? So there's there's Van Bradley's playing the Gaul. Bose is playing Australia. Uh, on spot is playing Pericles. Uh, of course, Zo. Uh, Potato is playing uh Rome. Foibles is playing Spain. Uh. Sarge playing Tamar, TGM playing Japan, and the sassy gamer lady playing Wilhelmina. I'm going to pick sassy. I think she's going to be a complete underdog. I think everyone's going to sleep on her and she's going to win. Uh, I was thinking sassy too. <laughs> After I chose, I was like sassy, and, but I like, I, maybe like, what kind of victory though do you think she'll get? She'll get a culture victory. Culture victory? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All she right. knows what she's doing. All right. You don't the Netherlands no like the thing is with the Netherlands they're so good but they're so <laughs> boring so like nobody realizes because nobody plays Netherlands that they're so good. <laughs> Watch oh, out for Sassy. Goodness. I'm gonna pick Sassy Gaming Lady and she's gonna she's gonna make me a culture victory. All right. That's my professional analysis, guys. Thank you for showing up for the Civ Show podcast. Really appreciate it. We are out of time right now. So all right. take it away. Here. I'm going to take it away here. Now, I just want to remind and I have to throw a warning because everyone's been throwing those the warning and I think it's it's worthy of being warned. So remind everybody, please vote for the map that you want to see us use. All right. And the warning there. Remember, do not reveal to us for any of the information. All right. Any of the participants, none of us have seen the three maps. We only know the perspectives that we have seen. So for me, three pictures of blue is all I know. That's it. All right. So vote, but do not reveal anything. Don't even don't even talk about them to us. OK, don't say, oh, I like this one because of this. All right. Don't we don't want to know. Don't let anybody know. Uh, and that's something that like you could find yourself on the end of a ban hammer for spoiling that for people. Um, equally to that idea of the ban hammer during the show, 
don't be revealing information to one another. Don't say, oh, Onspot's one turn from building the pyramids. You better hurry and chop some trees. Don't do that. Okay, I've already heard from most other hosts. They're saying like on their streams that they will ban uh, people that are doing that and then let everyone else know. Uh, we're here to have a good, wholesome, fun game. Uh, and then, of course, speaking of good and wholesome, this is for the kids. OK, so let's keep it uh, PG. All right. Uh, no, uh, to keep the foul language down. None of us are going to be using. We don't usually use it anyways. I think most uh, of us of streamers are not into the into swearing and what have you. So um, obviously um, we want to be on our best behavior. OK, um, because Can especially we have lots of awesome finish? people. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. So I forgot to mention, so there's going to be guests on during, yes. the, during the stream, on the on the Civ Show stream. We have guests, like some developers are going to be on. We have Ronnie Kahana, Andrew Garrett, Kevin Schultz, Dennis Shirk, Ed Beach, and Carl Harrison all coming on, all developers. They're going to be on between uh, 5 o'clock Eastern and, and is that 8, 8 o'clock Eastern? They're going to be between those times. And then outside those times, we're going to be featuring a lot of content creators and a lot of other civilization communities to give them a chance to uh, voice their uh, their community, advertise their community. And there's so many other great, amazing civilization communities out there. We want to be able to showcase all of them. So we're going to have people from the modding community. We're going to have people from the multiplayer communities. We're going to have people from hopefully the map making community as well. Uh, it's just going to be a grand old time. A celebration for civilization is hoping for this what we want this to be. They're celebrating 30 years, right? So why not celebrate with the Civ Give, uh, the second annual Civ Give, and help us raise $50,000 for Sick Kids Hospitals and Children's Miracle Network. Sorry, Zoe. No, that's no, that's great. Remember, guys, we got... Stagmus is coming back. That's Stagmus, right. Stagmus will be on the Stagmus show as well. Stagmus is going to be there. Stagmus is coming back. All right. It's going to be very exciting. White and Nerdy will be joining the, the caster crew. Uh, it's going to be... Excited. There's so many. And, like, I just guarantee you guys... There's going to be lots of surprises. It won't not just the game. There's going to be lots of surprises. Tune in. Tell your friends. Turn off the football. Make sure you're here or whatever, you know, sports ball you're, you're looking at. Yeah. Um, make sure of prizes, you're here. That there, there will be giveaways. We have we actually well, we can announce this right now. So this is the first time you're going to hear this. We'll announce it tomorrow. There's going to be 10 copies of Civ 6 Anthology Edition yep. available. Yep. To give away, we're going to be giving them away, giving them away on each streamer's channel at separate times. So, for example, Van Bradley will be hosting a giveaway. Then 100 Games 100 Days will be hosting a giveaway. Then Onspot TV will be hosting a giveaway. So you need to make sure you go to all those different channels during the event, follow them, and they will give you. You get entered into a draw to win Civ Six Anthology. We also have thank you to Sanchi three fifty dollar gift cards to give away for the Sanchi. Uh, website. They have some really cool merch on there, including some real wicked awesome Civ 6 merch on there. So go ahead and check that out. So thank you to Sanchi for those three $50 gift cards as well. Your odds are slightly better on the host that only has 24 followers, okay? Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> it's a big secret. We're going to um, host your, your giveaways. So I'm sorry, buddy. You're hosting them? <laughs> oh, I should, you should We're going to host your giveaway. You just we'll, said we'll that. We'll bring you one. We'll bring you one. You, we'll bring you one. You just said that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll get some followers. Neat. All right. Well, I guess I'm not getting any. No. Nope. Go to the Civ You're show. under a contract, though. You're not allowed. Yeah. Oh, am I? I, do, I don't remember. 
remember signing anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyways, I'll be streaming on my channel of 24 followers. So uh, you're well welcome to stop on by and see old Coupe in his flair and best. Uh, but that's it for us tonight. Thank you so much, uh, OnSpot TV, White and Nerdy, for dropping by. Uh, OnSpot, where can they find you? On uh, twitch.tv slash OnSpot TV. Excellent. What about you, White and Nerdy? You can find me on Twitch as well as White and Nerdy 13. All right. 13, folks. Remember that. 13. White Nerdy 13. <laughs> 13. Don't forget it. Not Sorry. White Nerdy 12. 12. 12's a little... <laughs> and 14? Oh my goodness, you don't want to meet that like, We don't talk about 14. Yeah. No. All right, so please, please, please share. Share, share, share. Let other people know uh, to join us on Sunday. We'll see everybody 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on your favorite chats or straight favorite streams or here on The Civ Show. That's it for tonight. Say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. Raiden Foibles. Raiden Foibles. Avid participants of the Civ Give. Maybe he wins. Maybe you never know. We'll see you guys on Sunday wins. for the Civ Give 2021. Don't miss it. Bye-bye. <laughs>